Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. Took a couple days off here from you guys. You might be able to tell, a little bit sick, so we're getting out from under the weather here. Got Copes to help me out today again on Fridays as he's going to be coming back with us each and every Tuesday slate, Friday slate, moving forward. So what's good today, Copes? Uh, hopefully better than yesterday, man. Uh, it's been a fun, fun sort of loaded week of baseball. Some difficult games, some difficult matchups. Yesterday there was a lot of pitchers to fade. It felt like on Thursday, uh, and uh, and I probably should have. I <laughs> I did not have a good Thursday, so uh, we'll try to get back at it today. Uh, it means after you lose a day like that, you really got to hone in, lock down, and make sure you're strict about what your parameters are for why it is you're laying action. If you got a system that works for you, stick to your system. Don't uh, don't get too big for your britches. How often does that happen? How good was your Wednesday? You had, I'm tell everyone for you, you had the reverse line, run line for the A's to win a game by more than one and a half runs, and they did that. So that felt great. And then how often does it happen yeah. that the next day you're just like, oh, my God, I'm invincible. And then- well, dude, I mean, that's, that's the natural feeling, right? I've gotten better about that. And I think what, what the deal was is Wednesday, what happens is you get so into your system. And, and I'd had a, a pretty hot streak over the last couple of weeks where I've been really good. I was showing you some of those numbers. Yeah. And my underdog looks have been pretty good lately. Yeah. Like, I've been hitting more underdogs than I had been. And some of these underdogs, I said this to you last week after the trade deadline, teams start to change a little bit, right? They start getting looks at young guys. Yep. Teams are are they kind of know who they are and where they stand and if you're a team like the Detroit Tigers where you're not really in the mix anyway Scott Harris is a new president of baseball operations there they're trying to get a look at some of the guys they have they're they're with house money there right they're they're running their guys out and they're seeing what they have what their inventory is and what they can do for next year it's guys playing for jobs so uh, I took a look at that and like I told you I got a bunch of different stuff I look at I follow money you follow where stuff is moving the A's played good baseball against the Giants last weekend they lost the first two to the Rangers the Rangers are in town all week they knew they had an off day Mm -hmm. after a day game in the same city they're going to be playing in they're in the same hotel room for a week long being that they're in Oakland and then San Francisco guys you forget have a uh, a natural human element where we know on a Friday afternoon after lunchtime you're like damn dude just keep those feet moving stay in bounds bleed that clock because you're almost to the weekend like it works like that for for athletes too (laughs) if they know they're going to be in the same city with an off day so money was moving towards the A's uh, the the Tuesday night as I was going to bed and I was like that's something I kind of pay attention yep. to money continued to move that way and the line had come down by like 20 cents I texted you in the morning yep. I hammered it it came down another 10 cents hammered it again and once it went there I said hell if you're betting the A's why not throw sprinkle a little bit the the reverse run line was like minus one and a half it was like plus 450 yep. or something like that it was and the uh, the A's plus one and a half was still getting you like like minus 125 yep. so I thought why not it hit all four you have a big day and then uh, you give a bunch back. So you went, you, you went, you went all over it. Yeah, I, I totally get yeah, that feeling it. because uh, I just did that. I, I, I the day before. I'm not going to go down too far. The Phillies have been winning me money by playing the Nationals, which has been great, and their pitchers coming through. Michael Lorenzen with the damn yeah. no-no, um, and so that's been awesome. I'm actually going to go back to that here and, and transition into that in a sec. But I will say I, I totally get that because I had a huge day betting the Phillies. Came back, started betting. Yandy Diaz ladders, total bases, ladder. You get a home run parlay in there, and it's like. Dog, the reason you won is because you had a system, and then you bucked the yeah. system. What are you doing? So, uh, I'm gonna... so you can have fun with that. Like it's yeah. okay to have fun with that. That's a, when you get something to play with, and you got to roll, sprinkle a little bit. Right. But don't. I mean, you're not. You don't want to lay your full half unit or full unit. Precisely. You want to sprinkle on that, just like I did with the A's when I went in on the other side of things, and you try to get that big plus money. You don't go. I didn't go in for a full unit. Yeah. You throw in for like, ah, okay, they they may win. Are they going to win by two? That I don't know. Right. And they did two right. nothing. So you you luck out there. Yep. And 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 to your point, budget. You know, budgeting that the the units, the bankroll. 
uh, that's that's crucial because it's about having fun too. It, it is. Yeah. It is yeah. having fun. And but budgeting I, is about that. And I yeah. wish that I had budgeted my Andy Diaz home uh, total bases ladder better because that was where I lost. It's like that wasn't a bad bet. He was coming up against a lefty who had been giving up a bunch of runs. Uh, Liberator had been awful for like two starts in a row. All of a sudden, he throws an eight inning best gem. start of his career, best yeah. start ever of his whole career. <laughs> you can't really predict well. It's against that. a team that traded him too. They traded him Fair. to. to uh, I, I want to say he was cards. involved in that. Uh, in the the Arosa Randage, right? That's might probably have been, true. Uh, yeah, that move. That, that, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, like, but the, the problem was is that I, I got too big for my britches and put a full like 0.75 units on a ladder when it was like, dude, you don't you don't need to be messing with that. The ladder is about having fun. So put like five bucks, half on, as much. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Thirty so, bucks on it, or right? Ten bucks. So it, that that's that's just a really good point to start the show. But let me kick us off with a game that I'm ta- I'm looking at because you talk about the A's. And please don't turn this off as soon as I say that I'm about to talk about Oakland at the Washington Nationals, um, but I am, uh, and I'm going under in this game. And I'm really, and I'm, I'm going Oakland money line as, as well. I got it at minus one twenty six last night uh, before we start recording this in, in the morning of Friday. The under nine I got at minus one hundred five because that's where it opened at Fanduel, um, and I, I like the juice on that. I actually didn't check it yet this morning to see if it had gone up at all, and I'm doing that right now as I'm talking and stalling and filibustering to say that it is still at where where to go. Oh, because we're in Washington. Thank you. Uh, yep, it's still at nine. It's still at minus one hundred five, uh, and you can actually get the A's now at better price at minus one twelve on DraftKings, and and uh, I haven't seen that Fanduel yet, but shop that around. I still like it. Even I mean, even if the money is coming in against them on Washington, I'm backing Paul Blackburn, and that's so nothing's really going to change my mind here. Um, I, I picked him up in fantasy too. I think he's a good streamer for today. If you do need somebody on the mound, there's not going to be quite as much available, and he's got the best matchup uh, of any of the pitchers that you might consider putting in there again these Washington bats that have been basically a bottom five offense since July started six worth WRC plus eighth worst Woba, you know, slugging down. Obviously if that Woba's bad, they're, they're not creating runs. They're not moving. The only thing they do is not strike out. Um, and I'm not really looking at, at Blackburn's strikeouts here. I'm more looking at his uh, last three starts. You got to really dumb it down. He's had, he's at least played a couple of decent lineups in there. He obviously, he got to face the Rockies, but whatever three earned runs in the 17.1 innings that he's pitched a 19 K to six balls, a walk, a walk, Walks uh, ratio there, just one homer, homer allowed. The ERA is at about four three five, but his xERA down to three eight six. I think that's a significant enough gap uh, that there's something to like there about the under. Thanks to Paul Blackburn having a nice game. And the last thing I would say is Yoan Adon, uh, which by the way, I you know, he's only pitched like started one game so far. He's been in a bunch of appearances. I had to make sure his name wasn't Joan. Uh, I was like, there's no way he's got like some like white woman's old white woman's name. <laughs> No, it's Johan. It's Johan Adon. Johan Adon, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's not like Johan Santana. We got another Johan today, too. I'll talk about him. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. No, I'll go just ahead. finish with Adon. Just say he's had the one start versus Cincy, and the only thing that happened was he gave up the homer. He had only had three hits in the six innings he pitched, seven Ks, uh, and no walks to a really powerful and fast team that we know about on offense with the, with the Reds. So I feel like there's something in there for him. He's been really nice when he's coming in relief. I think there's enough to keep us under nine, but I also like Blackburn more to the point that I would, I would bet the the Oakland money line. This is a game where a total, uh, personally, I'm staying away from only because I, I don't trust either side's pitching. Uh, you don't know where they're going to go with bullpen. The A's have the worst bullpen right. or the worst uh, ERA in all of baseball. So, yeah, you've got you've got one of the worst offenses in all of baseball since July against one of the other worst offenses in all of baseball, like, period, ever, right, in the A's with 38 wins. They're the worst team in baseball. I think, I think um, 
when you've got – and, like, I'm unsure about both of these pitchers. And Paul Blackburn, well, he has been good over the last three. You said he faced a couple of good lineups. I know he beat the Rockies. He also beat the Giants uh, last weekend. Giants couldn't hit him uh, for shit. Right. Like, they, like it, they're really struggling with the changeup right now, which yeah. is funny because the, the numbers would indicate they're struggling more with the fastball, but that's because they are struggling with the changeup too, right? right. It's, it's uh, mixing speed. So, Paul Blackburn, when he's on and he's sharp, he can be okay. Yeah, there's not a lot of threats in the Washington lineup. I just I, – I don't know that I can bring myself to betting the A's. Uh, to yeah. me, there's no value in that. I feel you. To me, laying laying minus money on on any line involving them because you were talking the over under. I guess I, I wouldn't personally touch it just because I'm unsure of the pitching and I and I don't like uh, either of these teams and I'm unsure of a, a game one series American National. They don't see each other. There's not a lot of history yeah. between a lot of these players because it's so many young guys. Um, but but in terms of, of betting aside, the reason I'm so high on on taking teams like underdogs like the A's is I still took them and they were plus like two twenty when I, I got them yesterday. So you said they were at minus one twelve now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just personally, I just, I don't, I don't think I'd, I don't want to lose 112 bucks or, 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 you know, whatever your your unit wagering is for anybody. I just, that, I don't think I could bring myself to do it. There's no value in that if I'm not getting plus money yeah. on a team of 38 wins. Yeah, I'm putting more on the, uh, on 33 the wins. I'm sorry, I said 38. They're 33 yeah. and 82. Jesus Christ, so bad. Yeah, me, the, 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 the money line I have a little bit less juice on than the, uh, than the total going under nine. I'm, I'm yeah. believing in the arms a little bit more than the awful bats. I will say that the Oakland bats since um, July started do have the 12th highest WRC plus versus righties. They have the second worst batting average. They strike out the ninth most. They actually walk the fourth most, though, too. So if, you know, Adon hasn't really shown any issues with control yet. He had no walks to, to 7Ks in the last one. I think these pitchers are, you know, the, the first bet that I like here with the .7 units that I'm putting on it is the under 9. And I understand why you would not like that, but I, I don't see any bats that are going to come through and, and make this, blow this thing up. So I have it at like a 4-2, 4-1 kind of total, to be honest, where I do think Blackburn pitches like six nice innings of, of two run or less ball. And then we just hope that the uh, that, that the bullpen comes through. But no, no worries either way. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put that one down for me on, as the under nine at uh, 0.7 yeah. units, like I said, and then uh, and move on from that. So let's get to a sexy worth game. Noting, no worries. Well, worth noting that, uh, that, that the uh, the A's are hitting against right-handed pitching just 217 on the season, a oh, yeah. 656 team OPS, which, by the way, mm. shockingly worse than their 678 OPS and their 236 batting average against left-handed pitching. So – uh, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe they're so bad it just won't matter. You know, I can uh, pick and hope, choose I, I hope that too I if I wanted to trash the ace. No, just <laughs> you know, you no have, we all we all you know, you have to pick oh, no, and I'm choose. Not to, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take your under. I'm trying to I'm trying no, to give no. you notes for your under here. I know, but yeah. what's what's so funny is like <laughs> you can't even pick and choose your stats with A's. It's like just look at them all. They're all fucking. They're all bad. Dude. Hey, here's the thing about betting a game like that: you don't have to watch a minute of it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. You're, you're you're betting a game where you're hoping one team wins like one nothing, and then the two yeah. like worst teams in baseball. I'm not watching a second. Oh no, absolutely not. This is degenerate stuff. But hit us with uh, hit us with a with a more fun game. What are you looking at here? I mean, any game well, is gonna be more fun than that one. So, well, I'll tell you what. Watching the Reds is always fun. I, I think yeah. they're still one of the most fun teams in baseball. Maybe not as fun as Baltimore. Baltimore's had a, a whole bunch of fun drama with Kevin Brown this week, and then yeah. uh, that series against the Astros was a blast. So, yeah, um, uh, they're, they're fun to watch. Anyway, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh is the game I'm paying attention to here. Pittsburgh just came off of what I think has probably been the most fun series of the week against uh, against the Braves. Yeah. They uh, they won on Monday seven to six. They lost Tuesday eight six. Lost Wednesday six five. But made a comeback in that game and then won on Thursday seven to five. Split a four game series with the Bravos in which they win a two game uh, a uh, a one run game. They lose a one run game. Actually, excuse me. They lost a. Uh, 
Yeah, they lost a one run, lost yeah. a two run, and then won a two run. So they won a couple of tight ball games, lost a couple of tight ones, but scored at least five runs in each of them. They averaged six runs a game for that series. So here's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Our other Johan, Johan Oviedo, Oviedo. Uh, the uh, the right hander for Pittsburgh. He's not like spectacular. What's interesting about him is he's a true starter. Like, you don't get a lot of true starters who are in the middle of rotations now. He's made 23 starts. This will be his 24th of the season. Yeah. His numbers on the year, 6-11, and 11, a 4-1 ERA, a 1.3 whip. 1.3 is not spectacular. No. It's kind of average, middle of the road for the league. But since the All-Star game is, is what I'm looking at. Baseball is such a game of runs. It's such a game of, of sectional scheduling. Yeah. Are you playing American League teams, seeing guys you haven't before? He hasn't faced the Reds all season. He's made 23 starts, and he hasn't faced a team in his own division, which is sort of spectacular for mid to late August, right? Yeah. And that, I think, sort of plays to the, the new scheduling. In five games started since the All-Star break, 3-1 and one with a 2.32 ERA. His whip on the year, 1.3. His whip since the All-Star game, 0.93 is where he sits. Opposing hitters since the break hitting 147 with an OPS of 547. He's got an opposing batting average on balls in play. This blew my mind. 174 against. Since the All-Star break, his opposition, Andrew Abbott, a lefty, he's yeah. been one of the bright spots in the rotation for the Reds this year. Only made 12 starts on the season, but he's starting to have that. Remember when Dontrell Willis came up in, in 03? I think I mentioned this to you. I always call it the Willis effect or Ryan Jensen for the Giants in 2002. First time through the league, guys are, are deceptive. They're, they're tough to figure out. He's made 12 starts now. There's a book on him. His uh, season number, 6-3, and 2-9-3, a one one four whip was even more spectacular before his last two starts, the worst of his career, especially his last one. Yeah. Uh, he went five and two-thirds against Washington, yeah. worst, one of the worst teams in baseball like we just talked about. Yeah. Five and two-thirds, nine hits, six earned. He walked five, and he, uh, he struck out three. So I'm looking at, at Pittsburgh money line here. I got him at plus 108 earlier this morning. Uh, they jumped a little higher to that. They, they'd opened a little bit closer to, uh, to even money with the Reds. But the Reds, since the All-Star game, they are not playing good baseball at all. 3.67 runs a game. They oh, just yeah. got uh, uh, mopped by Miami in a, a three a, a two to one series loss. They're ten and sixteen since the All Star break. So I'm I'm all over Pittsburgh on this one. I've actually laid two units on this. Wow. I'm uh, pretty confident in Pittsburgh here. Uh, and wow. one more note for Oviedo. Yeah, I, I mentioned he's a true starter. You can rely on him. He's been going deeper into games. He's allowed one run or less in four of his last five starts. Yep. He did have a five run breakout in there, but his last two starts the best of the year. Seven innings pitch in each of his last two. Mm-hmm. He's gone seven or more in each of his last in three of his last five and six or more in four of his last five. So he's been reliable deep to the end of games and uh and he's been a far better starter of late and the reverse of that for Andrew Abbott so I'm feeling pretty good about that one I'm so glad you brought up uh, uh, Oviedo uh Johan like and and I I love him and I love fading Abbott this year uh and I I would I just the the Dontrell Willis effect for Andrew Abbott is is so succinctly hooked uh like it's just perfect um with Oviedo my favorite thing about Johan Oviedo is he has, and this was a stat that I heard uh, listening to, I got to plug him, CBS Sports uh, Fantasy Baseball Daily Lineup Show. There's three dudes on there that are incredible, dude. They do an awesome job every single day. Um, I would really, really listen to that. I've, I've picked up pitchers because of them. I know who Reese Olsen was at the beginning of the year because of them. Right. Like yeah. all, all these kinds of things. They put out this awesome, amazing, hilarious stat about Johan Oviedo where he's got – like in his quality starts, they're not just quality starts. They're fire bangers. They're like seven innings, two runs or less. He's got like seven starts like that. He's got like eight or six starts with seven innings, one run or less. 
he barely has any games where he gives up three runs or four runs. He goes from one or two runs that he gives up directly to five runs. It's literally a masterpiece or get him out of there in four innings or less. It's just it's how it works with him right now. And that's that's pretty yep. normal for a young pitcher. But, man, if you can get ahead of the time where he's going to come out and, sh- and shock and like just shell you with his with his speed and pitch mix. I love it. Like he he'll mow you down, dude. And I, I've enjoyed watching. He had a great start against the Bravos. Gave up a couple of home runs as everybody in the league is want to do against one of the best home run hitting teams in the history of baseball right now. Uh, yeah. So, you know, no, no shame there. Love backing him in this situation. And at the same time, I get to fade Andrew Abbott. Those are two of my favorite things to do right now in betting baseball, man. So I love where you went with <laughs> we, this one. We should note that uh, you mentioned the two home runs you gave up against the Braves. Had only given up one homer since the All-Star break before nice. that. So yep. gave up two there. And uh, and again, he's three and one since the break. And, uh, and it's been fantastic. A whip. He's allowing less than a base runner per inning so uh so that's that's where i'm at i'm feeling pretty good about that game that goes off at 405 east and, and they still won that game because their offense came back and, and put up the seven runs even after he gave up the, the two home runs the very next inning first at bat was a homer for i forget now it might have been Sawinski, but the pirates came through in, in that Swinsky. one yeah. yeah and so right. um yeah. so yeah it was i i, I love this I, I really do and and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you on this one to be honest so, nice good deal um let's uh let me let me get to a game real quick uh, i got one more and i know you got one more thing you're looking at I'm looking at Tampa Bay and um, and and the the Guardians here, and I really like the the revenge narrative, right? For Aaron Savali, the thing is, so is, this is where I was too. So I'm glad we'll discuss this game because I, I don't have anything on this game yet, but okay. I'm keeping an eye, eye on it. I'm eyeing this one not for a side. I'm looking at a, at an over under here, but I I've not taken it because the line has moved sort of funky. So go ahead with you with what you were going with, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it after. Yeah, I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. My my thing where I'm looking is. I put half a unit on Tampa Bay over four and a half runs, fading Curry a little bit, even after they only put up two yesterday uh, in that game. Against God, St. Louis, right? Against St. Louis, yeah, where Liberatore, as we talked about, just smashed them. That was a lefty, though, and they're hitting righties a lot better. So that's what and, – and the thing is, is like – a lot of the stuff I was looking at was like, oh, go under in this game. And, and I don't like going over in a Guardians game anymore. They are the worst offense in baseball without Josh Naylor and without Jose Ramirez. They are. I, I went under in every single game of that Blue Jays series with them and won every single bet because the Blue Jays also struggling right now. Dante Bichette being out of the lineup. Or, uh, Bo Bichette, excuse Bo me. Bo Bichette. <laughs> Bo Bichette being out of the lineup should not be uh, underlooked or, uh, you know, un- undervalued. Like, I think that's a big enough deal for them. Um, well, I love that, the league in hits the last couple of years. Horrible since yeah. he's come out. But the the idea that uh, the under that you know I, basically looking at the total, I want to go Tampa Bay over four and a half runs. I'm taking that with half a unit, and I'm going to parlay like 0.2 units with Tampa Bay's money line to to go over Tampa Bay uh, plus 110. If you if you if you uh, parlay Tampa Bay over four and a half runs and Tampa Bay money line, you get plus 110 there on DraftKings. Uh, and just a quick couple of things like the the Tampa Bay bats versus righties since August. I think by the time you get to August 11th, I'm happy to dumb down my stat you know, search to, to the month of August right now. And, and, and roughly 10 games for this team, 753 OPS, a 112 WRC plus they're both, they're, they're basically the sixth best offense against righties at this point uh, with the slugging, the, the, the WRC plus the batting average, they've got the 11th lowest K rate. They've got five bats tonight that are going to be going up uh, against uh, Curry, Xavion Curry, who I'm probably saying incorrectly, but I'm calling him Xavion. Uh, it's Xavion. Thank you. It's X Z A V I O N. Curry. I was just like, I'm going Xavion. But I, you know, for him, like dude has had some decent starts, but that 5.14 X ERA is what I'm looking at. So you talk about the the, the turn in this, the swing in Tampa Bay hitting against righties. 
coming at the same time that they're facing a pitcher who has been pitching way above his metrics at this point. The results have been way better than the metrics anyway, uh, and and I like that. The, the thing that I don't love is how good Cleveland's pen has been, but I still think you know before you get to Class A, there's at least some uh, the ability to like get to some of these guys who uh, they only have like two arms right now with a FIP that's under four, uh, an expected FIP as well. So I think there is some opportunity to get to them. Savali scares me a little bit. I was a pretty bad outing against Detroit. He's put up way better numbers than his, his, his um, you know, his actual numbers have been way better than his expected numbers. Um, and I wonder when he's going to kind of come back down to regression to the mean kind of thing. Uh, but I still think that that Tampa Bay is good to pull this one out at home, a really good home record as well. So, uh, you know, I wanted to juice up the money line from like minus 200, put it in a little parlay with them to get more than four runs in this one. Uh, right. Tell me, tell me, am I crazy? No, it's it's not insane. I was uh, I would the the over on runs here is kind of where I would be too, um, because I'm looking over, over for the game. What, what yeah. what's weird to me is just the, 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 and again, baseball's funky. Every sport's funky. Like sometimes stuff happens, it just doesn't make any sense. By all accounts, to me, looking at this, this is a game that would go under just based on how Tampa swung the bats lately, by how uh, how Cleveland has swung the bats and how Cleveland. Zavion Curry is going to get more looks here because they traded Aaron Savali, right? Because they made some moves right. at the uh, at the at the deadline, and so Savali, who's a really nice piece, I think, and is has had a pretty good year. Yep. Uh, did not have a great first start. I think he gave up three runs and four and change yep. for his uh, nine hits. His first outing in nine hits. There he goes. So, but that's going to happen. Guys just get knocked around. First start going to a different place. I mean, who knows? You get traded midweek. You start your whole career with this one team. Who knows? Yep. Uh, what's uh, what's going on? Maybe your 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 wife or your kid is trying to. Fit. Who not like it's all bizarre. That's why it was so cool that like uh, Lorenzen had his family there right and you're like why are his yeah. parents there well who knows he just moved uh, uh, to a different city he's making his first start totally. at home I just I just want to make one town. point there too because it's interesting Savali was the only dude who went from a team in the basement to a team in the playoff hunt who didn't have a good outing his first time out we were t- I think yeah. we were talking about the other day Lance Lynn came out great first outing Lorenzen Scherzer had a good outing multiple Scherzer had Chilean a good outing Berlin was okay. yeah, incredible right. outing but it's like you go right. from these teams that suck to these teams that are in the playoff hunt and you're like oh now I'm in this and I'm pumped the right? intensity and, changes yeah, yeah but Savali was the, the opposite, so I'm a little bit more worried about him. I don't know what to do with him, like you were saying. Well, the Rays' intensity in general, they've been kind of sputtering. Well, yeah, yeah they're in it, but they, they haven't been quite as good. So, Xavier Curry, what's interesting about him is most of his, his action this year has come as a, a super reliever, where he went like three innings, mm-hmm. two innings. Uh, so, if you look at his numbers, I think his numbers are all pretty damn good, but they're deceiving in that he's not necessarily faced tough parts of the lineup. He hasn't had to go through the lineup mm-hmm. twice. Like, he hasn't done that for a number of innings. As a reliever, he's gone through the lineup, I think, for a total of nine innings or something a second time through, and the numbers aren't fantastic. As a starter, he's done it, like, five innings, mm-hmm. and, and uh, he's only made four starts. So this will be just the fifth start of his career. He went five innings in his last time out. He's never faced Tampa. Uh, get this, though. They're 7-22 and 22 in games in which he pitches, which is interesting mostly yeah. because – mostly because – Early in the year, he was mop-up guy a lot of the time. Um, how about this one? Uh, his numbers are good. Uh, I wrote this, no doubt. Zero high-leverage outings in, like, the first, yeah. I don't know, 15 or 20 appearances. His first eight games that he finished, they lost six of the eight, and six of the eight were mo- – oh, excuse me, they lost all eight that he finished, and six of the eight were multi-run losses. Most of them were blowouts. They were 0-8 in those first eight games that he finished. Now, most of them were like he was coming in. It was like 11 to 2. How high leverage are you facing? You're pumping the zone. You're, you're pounding the zone there. His strikeout numbers have been pretty good. He's through a moment with a 295. 29 games in which he's pitched, 18 times when he exited the game, Cleveland was trailing. So, I, I'm, I'm look, my, my thought was I was going to go over on this one because I, I, I'm with you on Savali's expected numbers. Um, 
I do think he's he's capable of a pretty damn good outing here. Um, Volley. That that Savali that is Zazavian. I'm not confident is going to go deep into this game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think with a in a lineup like the Rays uh, that he's going to get through the lineup more than in one or two times. He like I said, he went five his last time out. I think we're probably expecting something more like three and change, maybe yep. into the fourth here. But maybe they're trying to stretch him out. And again, Cleveland's out of it. They've made their moves. Let's see what they can do. Maybe yep. you let the kid uh, go through the ringer a bit. So I'm not on this yet. I'm watching the money here. We opened at seven and a half on this game. Oh wow! It moved to eight last night. I'm already seeing it at eight and a half now. Uh, but the under juice is is a little heavier. Minus 115 on the under is what I'm seeing here. And then uh, minus 102 on the over. So I'm looking over. If this starts to teeter or the juice starts to move a little bit towards the over, I'll probably jump on just because I don't want it to move to nine. I know logic might tell people under is the play here, but I, mm-hmm. I so Savion Curry's numbers to me are, are a little bit deceiving. I think just looking at what he's done this year is not not indicative of who he is. Yeah, it's just the thing that scares me about the total is the is is the the Guardians offense, right? Like at some point you can't just be the worst offense in the league for every <laughs> every year anymore. Uh, it's been this way for a while. The Savali trade was a little weird to me. When you've got the B- Bybee and Gavin Williams back there, like why don't you just keep your third best pitcher or probably next by next year, third best pitcher. He's been probably their uh, top pitcher this year, Savali, which is saying something. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it. I, the only thing that scares me about the total is for the whole game is, is the Guardians getting on there. This was your last bet too, right? Or did you have a, another game you were looking at? No, this was it. I was, I'm keeping awesome. an eye on this one again. I, I'm not I'm not bullish on this because I'm also heavy on the Pirates. And again, like I said, rough yeah. day for me yesterday after yeah. a big one. You want to hold on to some of those winnings. So I, yeah. I'm I'm being more bullish about it. I'm not going to play as fast and loose. Yesterday, I probably would have just taken this when I yeah. saw it and, and felt pretty yeah, good about you, it. Let's, I still um, feel okay. But. Maybe, maybe there's something to the, the weirdness of Thursdays. Maybe, maybe it's like a Monday-Thursday thing where we're just like, yo, let's chill out a little bit. Because I do that in the NBA. When you get those transition days in the NBA where, like, you know You start to hunt for traveling. games and you're like, ah, I don't know if I love it, but you yeah. hunt for it because you want action on the off day. Yeah. You don't have to take it. And you so yesterday, I, yeah, there was a couple I did like yesterday, but nothing I liked yesterday as much as I liked this Pirates game. Yeah. I've gone heavy on that, so I'm, that. I'm laying off a little bit on, on some iffy ones. But yeah. if this moves back to somewhere I like, I may go with it. And, and just, Sorry, just, I'm losing the – Oh, no, you're good, man. I, we're we're, we're good to run now. anyway. I, I really appreciate the time, bro. Like, as always, uh, you know, Tuesdays. No worries, man. A lot of fun, dude. We'll do it again on Monday. Yeah, Monday night we're going to be back in ahead of the, the Tuesday morning slate for you guys. We'll be doing it Thursday night. It's just the, the we got the NFL coming up soon, man. Pretty pumped for that as well. But I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about I might be just, like, crossing over randomly and being like, yo, it's Friday. We're talking baseball. But, like, it's also a great football day. So what do you I cover, got I cover the Niners. I do pre and post for the 49ers. I'll be out there. I got pre and post game on Sunday for the Niners and the Raiders. And yo. then uh, we are off and running, dude. So we'll be Can't wait, baby. Come get your insider info from Copes when you're trying to bet on Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the league this year. Take him first in fantasy. Uh, that's my that's my shot of the day for you guys. But we'll be coming back to you guys ne- early next week once again. So until we see you next for Copes, I'm Josh. That's better.